Ryan Fox. I'm the compliance evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to one month to operationalizing your compliance program. This month, I'm proud to announce a sponsor who will be with me all, all month. It is Oversight Systems. Recent developments at the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission have emphasized the operationalization of your corporate compliance program as the best defense to an FCPA enforcement action. It has also increased awareness that corporations need to evaluate and drive their compliance programs into the very fabric of their organizations. The best practices of an oper operationalized compliance program is set out in the release, recently released Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs. Oversight's automatic transaction monitoring solution, Insights on Demand for FCPA, operationalizes your compliance program. For more information, go to oversightsystems.com. Last month, the Department of Justice very quietly released a document entitled Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs on the Fraud Section website. The document is an 11-part list of questions which encapsulates, encapsulates the DOJ's most current thinking on what constitutes a best practices compli compliance program. Within the list are some 46 different questions that a chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner can use to benchmark a compliance program. In short, it is an incredibly valuable and most significantly useful resource for every compliance practitioner. The document has one clear theme that I will be exploring this month, that you must operationalize your compliance program. I hope you will join me for the month of March to learn how to operationalize your compliance program. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to day four of one month to operationalizing your compliance program. Today, the root cause analysis. As stated in the Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, under prong number one, analysis and remediation of the underlying misconduct, it states, quote, root cause analysis. What was the company's root cause analysis of the misconduct at issue? What systemic issues were identified? And who in the company was involved in making the analysis? A root co cause analysis should be designed to learn more about the process and what is going wrong so that systems and processes can be changed because there is thinking that basically centers around the theme of unless you change the process, you're going to continue to obtain similar results. The process is going to deliver whatever it delivers, whether that might be right, wrong, or indifferent, until you change the process and the systems, you basically expect that you're going to have the same sort of output, which will repeat itself over and over again. Finding blame does not necessarily help, and you really want to get deeper into the root cause. And that's why a root cause analysis should drill down, and why I think it is number one on the list of prongs stated by the Department of Justice in this new evaluation. Mike Volkoff has noted, the first question is relevant in those circumstances when the company is responding to misconduct that results in a government investigation. However, I think the question asked provides, provides important insights when a company suffers misconduct that does not result in a government investigation. Companies often face situations where they discover misconduct, impose discipline, and remediate the problems discovered, and then move on. This happens more often 
that misconduct resulting in a government disclosure or government investigation. In either case, the relevant question, excuse me, the questions are certainly relevant. The questions appear to be fairly basic, but depending on the circumstances, can be deadly accurate in pointing out compliance deficiencies. A root cause can implicate not only employee misconduct or failure to exercise proper oversight, but can extend to such issues as a company's culture, tone at the top, and other significant implications for the company's operation. It is too easy to blame a rogue employee, a concept that has neither relevance nor significance to legal and compliance practitioners who understand how a compliance program works. When a root cause analysis is done, it is principally there to develop preventative actions. A preventative action is something which, by its name, is to prevent reoccurrence of the problem. You can correct a problem with a correction action, but ultimately what you'd like to do is take, is to rather engineer out or somehow fix the system and process so that you don't have the opportunity for the flaw to occur again. Another way to state it, another way to consider it rather, as stated by Ben Lockwin is, we have a problem. Let's not run away from it. Let's embrace it. What you're doing is looking at your program from the inside out. Lockwin advocates beginning with such questions as, what can we do better? What can we do next? He went on to explain, when you're looking for examination from an external and not an internal perspective, internal perspectives tend to follow along the quotas. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. He went on to say that continuous improvement approaches benefit most from its <clears throat> exposures to radical change. It is, it is this willingness to look at, uh, it's rather it's the company's willing to look at itself that is the key to the continuous improvement that a root cause analysis can bring. Typically, these things come from external pressures and not from internal incremental change. Yet if you take a step back, maybe several step backs, you're reaping the value that we are intending to get out of the process in and of itself. A root cause analysis, which is typically used after an incident to determine what happened to assess blame, or rather to determine facts than assessing blame, can actually be used to strengthen the prevention prong of a best practices compliance program. A company must allow itself the freedom to apprise things that have gone wrong, then address rather than just saying, well, you know, we had someone who made a mistake, let's fix the person or get rid of that person. But it's really about understanding what happened. And for the most part, people are not will willfully ignorant and they try to do the right things. A root cause analysis should be simply more than just to determine fault. It should really be a way to learn about the processes and what has gone wrong so that the system and processes itself can be changed because there is thinking that basically centers around the theme. Unless you've changed the process, you're going to uh, continue to receive and obtain similar results. Until you change the process and systems, you're going to have the same output repeat itself over and over again. That's why assessing blame in a risk assessment does not necessarily help, and you really want to take a deeper dive into root causes. Or, as I would say, do not assess blame, determine facts. If you determine facts, that's what you want. That way you can drill down below the superficial pieces 
of the framework to fix and into things that are actually driving outcomes and behaviors. In the healthcare arena, this practice is called corrective action and preventative action, or CAPA. When a root cause analysis is done, it is really principally there in order to develop preventative actions. A preventative action is something by which the name is to prevent reoccurrence of the problem. You can correct with a correct, corrective action, but ultimately what you'd like to do is move to a preventative approach. A root cause analysis also allows you to operationalize your compliance program by using this preventative action approach going forward. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Well, I don't think it is by coincidence that the Department of Justice listed this as prong number one. And this is not something that was in a 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. You need to do root cause analysis of the incidents which may have taken place uh, at your organization and use that information uh, to move forward. Number two, you cannot have a culture of blame for a for a root cause analysis to be effective. Once again, a root cause analysis is not there to assess blame. A root cause analysis is to determine facts. If there needs to be an assessment of blame, that can be done later by others specifically trained to do so. But a root cause analysis must focus on the facts so that you don't utilize those same systems, systems and processes again. And finally, number three, always remember the corrective action, preventive action a moniker from the healthcare industry. When you have a corrective action, you want to uh, move forward to having a preventative action approach. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Today, four of one month to operationalizing your compliance program, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day five. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of How to Operationalize Your Compliance Program. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you've listened to this podcast via iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate us. It would help in our rankings and help get the word out about how to learn about operationalizing your compliance program in one month. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.